Buddha. How's that? Did you hear? Buddha. <laughs> yeah, I figured. Is it too high? Is that better? Huh. Buddha. <laughs> Maybe that's the whole talk. <laughs> oh. I think that... Um, it's so moving to come into this hall that um, it's um, like a homecoming with all of you. I think for a lot of us, uh, this place is a spiritual home, and we've had it as a home for a long time. And I, I feel that the Sangha is very important to us. So I don't know if you know that, that it's very important to us that you came. Thank you. And I'm not that good at introductions, but um, I'm glad a lot of you know us already, because uh, I really can't um, say enough uh, about this teaching team. It's like such a good teaching team. Uh, so Pari has been at this retreat now for um, helping for seven years, uh, came in 2008. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and um, such a steady daughter of the Buddha and Dhamma. She just holds that steady pace and depth and um, the beauty of it all. So thanks. Can you? Oops, it dropped. It had a moment of Nibbana. <laughs> okay. Um, and then for those of you who don't know Joy, if you'd stand, uh, Joy will introduce what she does tomorrow morning. Uh, and she, a lot of you know her. She does the uh, Vipassana Metta Compassion Brahma Vihara movement with us. And... Again, it's like such a um, total gift, really, of, of bringing the practice into movement. Just uh, really teaching, listening, and she really follows our instructions, and I think that's rare in and of itself. But she goes along each year, totally new listening and um, bringing that 
what we're trying to teach into the listening and moving your, your bodies and bringing a lot of healing and care. So, wisdom. Thanks, Joy. And I, I didn't introduce Steve because I figure all of you know him, but I realize maybe there's some that don't. Um, I've been teaching this retreat with Steve for 34 years uh, here. That's a long time. <laughs> I d- we outdate everybody in administration, CEOs. It's like hilarious. <laughs> Where's the mats? Oh, they're in the broom closet. And, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's really funny. Anyway, um, so of course it's a deep uh, privilege and joy to be teaching with him here. And we weren't sure he could come, so... Um, most of you know that Steve had a stroke January 6th and um, he really wanted to come to this retreat. So he had to cancel some other retreats, but we aimed for this one and uh, we're so happy he made it. So, thank you. And then um, to make sure that Steve had the support he needed. Uh, Jesse uh, has come, Jesse Vega Fry has come, some of you know him, um, to, as he says, fill in the gaps. So uh, he is going to do some interviews and he's doing the recording. He's going to work in the kitchen. He might apply for the executive director. (laughs) Thanks, Jesse. So he has to leave uh, two days early because he is teaching somewhere else, um, but he managed to get himself here. So thank you. Yeah. Hmm. And Caitlin, his uh, Stephen's partner of over six years, Caitlin, um, has... You know, she really saved his life from the very beginning and has been taking care of him. And uh, we, we all thought it would be good if she could travel with him and take care of him here. So Caitlin's here somewhere. There you are. Okay. <laughs> so um, if you see her and you wonder what she's doing, she's helping Steve get here, return here, food, stuff like, you know, everything. Holding, holding. She's also a beloved friend of mine. And I just want to say, um, wherever Aaron, you know, Aaron has put in so much effort and time making this happen. Uh, and again, we all know each other for so long now. And I know it looks like the retreat just happens, but she's been putting extra full on time and uh, big appreciation. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. So I think there's something mysterious about uh, Dhamma family. You know, it's, uh, you get born into uh, a certain family and then we come together here. And um, I think it's one person I was talking with, it's, it's kind of like we just left. And it's so timeless. It's like that, it's a timeless family. It's like uh, we were just here. And here we go. 
So I, I feel really, um, like very deeply, profoundly in, inspired that this retreat's going to be great. So when we speak of family and this place being a a spiritual home, just to remember that when we think of um, home, family, it it includes the trees, the eagles, the sparrows, the seaweed. There's a way in which this land is incredibly holy and we come here for that to be held in our practice here for that. So to remember that I I mean homecoming includes all of the beings here, the land, the sky, the ancestral spirits. And in a way, I think for most of us, it takes such a lot of work to get here. You know, it, it <laughs> it's just it's just like I always, you know, feel a couple of days before I, I myself get to go on a retreat or have to travel to teach. Um, am I going to make it? There's so much to do, and so I know you're really tired. And there's something incredible about it that you have to speed up so profoundly to slow down. You know, there's something really odd about it, but it's really how it works for most of us. It's it, it gets to feel insane almost. So, and I know when you get here and you just get to look at the beach and the ocean, and it's just like it's such a relief. I like to get food that's cooked for you, and it tastes so good, and you can start to relax and um, feel that deep relief of being able to switch out of so much doing to such to to a, a profound just being just being and it's so beautiful here that that can bring more um nourishment for the heart more support And usually it requires us being able to receive the blessings of a place, a teaching team. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> to feel gratitude. So a lot of the practice initially is relaxing and receiving at the six sense doors, seeing, hearing, smelling, touching, tasting, thinking, our emotions. Not trying to get anything or get rid of anything.
And of course, um, we've been going through a profound turning of the seasons. Where I live, the winter, uh, in the winter, the stars are amazing. And I've learned to, over the last years, love the darkness even more than the stars of the winter. It's it's just, uh, and there's certain constellations of the winter. It starts with Pleiades rising in October and it's starting to um, barely be visible at sunset where I live. And I always miss those winter stars passing because it means um, the shift in season to spring, and spring is so inebriating, right? It's so uh, intoxicating. It's it's uh, so much life, so much new life. And I find this retreat. You walk into the garden, and the tulips are—they're amazing. And the—that's just to be here at this time where everything is starting anew, and that's really part of the mindfulness. The mindfulness practice is that real deep training to remember to start again that just that you can't get enough of it you just can't quench quench that wisdom it just it just is a, a fountain of wisdom in that ability no matter what's been happening to know that this next moment is really new it just there's there's no way it isn't new that's how much we're living in this world of change and each moment is dying and then a new one is starting. So spring is such a great teaching of that. And there's something that we often miss when we're really busy where with that newborn moment there's a newborn heart. Your heart is being newborn every moment and that's really the mindfulness that getting that, that that is so vulnerable. It's so vulnerable. And we're trained to be so macho. We're trained to be, like, attack that vulnerability or have aversion to it rather than know that that's the truth of the heart. And, you know, when you're busy, it's hard to find the space and time to be able to drop into that vulnerability and truth. So really it's a profound privilege to get to be on retreat. Very rare for human beings to choose it or have the resources to get themselves to one. And it's important to remember that just to have food and shelter and medicine on this planet, never mind this, So we'll be offering, you know, as you know, if you've been to our retreats, many different ways of practicing. Some of it will be focusing on, as best we can, coming to some kind of stillness. And that uh, metaphor of a pond that's, uh, if the pond 
is disturbed with rain or wind or a storm, the surface of a pond, um, when it's disturbed you can't see into it and nothing is reflected on it. And the human mind tends to be trained to be disturbed. It isn't trained to be still. So that, that it does take some days to find your old ways or new ways of trusting that that will happen, that if you, if you just follow some semblance of the instruction or, or um, what you know to be true your, to yourself around coming to stillness, that that's, that that's when exploration can happen. The exploration, again, the metaphor of seeing deeply into the mind, heart, body, or everything reflected with this mind, body, heart, abiding there. It just will come in time. Just give it some time and the stillness will come. And that exploration is in the service of that the stillness is in the service of the exploration and the exploration is in the service of uh, cultivating, or in other words, um, finding deep inside what's already there. It's, it's making space to find the wisdom and the compassion that's already there. So the... The vipassana, being with the nature of things as they are, being with the nature of how things are, this is the practice through the sixth sense door awareness that we teach and the Brahma Viharas, loving kindness, compassion, empathetic joy, equanimity. All the blessings in life come from that practice. The, the um, kind of slowing down, I feel like it's like we're driving a car going pretty fast in our daily life and this is like stepping on the brakes. Uh, there's, a, there's a great rest in the, the power of renunciation and seclusion. So the, the part of the renunciation is a, a form of great kindness for ourselves and others. So the practice of non-harming uh, is conducive for a deep rest in the heart. Less and less regret because there's less and less harming, more rest. So we, we will go into this more tomorrow, but for tonight because it's late and we're tired just asking you to all commit to the five precepts um, which the broader understanding of it is this it's a deep commitment to not harming ourselves and others of apamada great care carefulness with everything we are doing so this includes protecting all life or not killing. 
And if you're going really fast, sometimes you just, you know, don't want to move that bug out of the shower when we're going to take a shower, right? Or you don't want to just move that little spider out of the sink or out of the bed. Or You know, we're, it's usually, in this context, killing is often in the level of beings that are bother, so-called bothering us. So in this practice, we ask you not to kill them. To, and over time you start realizing that they're breathing like you are and they're just afraid as you are. They want to live as much as you do. The second precept is not stealing or it includes that sense of protecting protecting life, holding the value of other beings' possessions and property. So um, if you need something that you, Erin will have hours where she'll take notes and be able to help you. And the third Precept is, um, again, I like to put it all on the level of protection. That's protecting our energy, our sexual energy and others' sexual energy. And it's protecting relationships. It's, um, on retreat, it, it means celibacy. It's learning how to work with that energy and actually go deeper in the practice with it. It's, it's, um yielding with it and opening to it, it's not repressing it and not indulging it. It's a very powerful practice. So you're not demonizing the energy and you're not running with it, you're using it to go deeper in your practice. And the fifth precept, uh, not harming yourself or others by taking alcohol or drugs. Uh, This does not mean prescriptions, any prescriptions you take that you need. Of course, this does not mean that. So please, some people will think they have to drop their, you know, asthma inhaler. No, you know, it's like this means um, any kind of of recreational um, drugs or alcohol. And the idea is that one um, can harm ourselves or others by taking them. I think that's it. It's so good to be here with you. Thank you. And is going to um, guide a meditation. Okay. You can hear me in the back. It's wonderful to be here. Um, 
we'll just practice together for nine minutes and then and send you to um, tuck yourself in for a good rest, good sleep. Um, what I'd like to suggest is just a quick review of all the conditions and circumstances that brought you here. And every tree, retreat is a really unique configuration, even though a, a lot of you know each other and have been sitting together for years or decades. We're in a different space and different conditions arise over the two, two weeks that we're here and, and preceded um, our coming here, or led to our being here. What I want you to try and feel is, is, is the gratitude, the emotion and sensation of gratitude that brought, that brought you here, the gift you gave yourself and perhaps others encouraged or helped you to be here. What does that feel like? Can you find sensations of that gratitude in your body? All the other practices that Michelle mentioned, the insight of Vipassana and the uh, immeasurable nature, boundless nature of unconditional love, uh, wise compassion, empathetic joy, and the deep rest of equanimity. They're all extensions, really, of gratitude. They all grow out of gratitude, and then they, they feed in to each other as we have insight, we feel this powerful emotion of gratitude for seeing clearly, for um, the joy of that insight, the letting go, the release. And the gratitude for these inherent emotions of metta, compassion, joy, equanimity. Moments of experience, experiencing that, those qualities, all we can bow down on the earth and, and feel gratitude for that. So let's begin our retreat by seeing where it is you most deeply feel the sensations of the emotion of gratitude. Just sit with that, rest with that. Feel the quality. How does it affect the rest of your body? From travel and from suddenly entering busyness to stillness.
feeling our breath, maybe, for the first time in a while. Purely, fully. Gratitude for that experience of a full breath. There may be thoughts of gratitude, feelings, emotions, and side by side with that, the sensations. We, as you know, we emphasize a profound body-based practice everything we need to know. This is right here in this body. suggestion for the last minute or two. Gratitude for two lineages. One is our ancestral lineage. Way before memory and and history and all this struggle and joys and sorrow all our ancestors who by their actions by their lives we're here now 
Without them, we wouldn't be here now. So much of that is mysterious and awesome, profound. And the other lineage is the teaching lineage. Teachers and teachers, teachers. Nuns and monks and laywomen, laymen for thousands of years. Living these teachings, awakening to these teachings and sharing these teachings. Also a condition for us being here now. You find calling either of these lineages up, our ancestral or our teaching lineage, brings the gratitude, the joy, inspiration, brings the mystery to the moment. Open your eyes and you know what to do. From within your body, you feel the movements and tensions and take care. It's dark out. Take care in returning to the refuge of your room. preparing for rest and we wish you to have really a a peaceful first night at Hollyhock and we're incredibly grateful for your presence here. It's all of you who make this retreat happen. Thank you. Yep. So the first official formal sitting is at 8.45 and uh, please come to breakfast if you're hungry. <laughs> but it's a time to sleep in if you want to sleep in. Yeah, most of you probably would like that, I would guess. So, sweet dreams. Erin, is there any announcements tonight? Or uh, all is well? We have our coffee maker, all is well. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.